Ladies, this is our time, and it's time to unburden ourselves of unrealistic expectations, including our own. The veneer we see in the media is often not just false, it's unhealthy. And frankly, some of it is just total bullshit. This is Chick Shit, a podcast that goes far beyond tropes, bringing you gritty realness about real-life experiences of today's woman. LJ and I break it down, right here, right now. Welcome to Chick Shit. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chick Shit with LJ and Di, where we do a deep dive on media topics and what they've portrayed really well and what they've done a pretty awful job at doing. And if you listened last week, this is not going to be as heavy as of an episode. We're all going to take a little bit of breather, but Di picks the topics and I pick the drinks. Welcome to Chick Shit. Welcome. All right. So were you able, was our first, no, it's our second episode, Friend Fights. Mm-hmm. You you said you you beat up Shmamanda because she made fun of your my bum, bum equipment. equipment. Mm-hmm. All right, do you have? Did you find a picture? So I think I should have been in therapy from about the age of like ten. Like I don't know if my parents just ignored a lot of shady signals or what, but. So I went to find the picture. I did like a very deep dive. I went through every family photo album we have. I found some adorable ones that I'm going to be sending to some of my friends that I grew up with because we're the cutest in the entire world. And then I was like, ah, I wore it to school because it happened like at the bus stop prior to getting on the bus on the way to school. So I was like, I'll go through those yearbooks. And as I started going through those yearbooks, not only did I not find a picture of the bum equipment sweatsuit, but I found some really horrifying details that I think my subconscious was like, well, you don't need to worry about this anymore. You know, I know we don't name names, but I feel like for this one, I'm going to name a name because I feel like I owe a couple people. (laughs) It's an apology. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like they may have been scared for their life. Uh, Sean Barr and Jeremy Woods, I am uh, very sorry. I think I mistook obsession for first love and I cut all of your pictures out of my Udwa Intermediate School yearbooks and any pictures where you were with a bunch of people, I wrote hottie on it. Um, (laughs) This explains my reaction why years later, as a grown adult of legal drinking age, when I was leaving the gym, and this story is in no way exaggerated because I, I have an eyewitness who literally wanted to drop dead for me, leaving the gym with my friend, Sean Barr is walking in. What's a normal person doing in this situation? Hey, how you doing? Have a good workout. Or maybe even how's life? What does Liz do in this situation? Do you want to take any guesses? Because you're not going to guess what I did. You flash him. <laughs> no, I wish I would have done that. That would have been so much less embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, Sean Barr. I used to be obsessed with you. Alyssa, this Sean Barr, the one that I used to be obsessed with. Michael, Sean, you remember when I was obsessed with him? Sean, I used to be obsessed with you. And I'm like lightening it right now. And we can have Alyssa as a special guest and she will vouch that that is like a really toned down version of what happened. And soon after that, I switched gyms. So I'm just going to just be openly open and honest on this episode. I don't know if I'm talking first love or first obsession. So we're going to get into it. (laughs) Let's talk about the topic, uh, speaking of. So today's episode, we are going to discuss first love using an oldie but a goodie, love and basketball. So LJ, what are we drinking today? Well, die. We're going to drink red wine. Red, red wine, because it makes you feel so fine, just like first love. 
or first obsession, whatever is happening in your life, because I'm thrilled for you wherever you're at. Uh, I'm specifically, just so everyone knows, drinking the finest Peter Vela boxed Merlot. Keeping it classy. It's my weekday drinker. (laughs) (laughs) I only open bottles on weekends. That's a tip there for all you wine connoisseurs. <laughs> keep the box during the week and the bottle on the weekend. Got to keep those weekend uh, wines special, you know? Let them know you you hold them a little bit above the weekday. All right, for today's media summary for Love and Basketball, in 1981 in LA, Monica moves in next door to Quincy. They're 11 and both want to play in the NBA, just like Quincy's dad. Their love-hate relationship lasts into high school with Monica's edge and Quincy's top dog attitude separating them. Except when Quincy's parents argue and he climbs through Monica's window to sleep on the floor. As high school ends, they come together as a couple, but within a year, with both of them playing ball at USC, Quincy's relationship with his father takes an ugly turn and it leads to the breakup with Monica. Some years later, their pro careers are at a crossroads and they meet again. It's time for a final game of one-on-one with high stakes. All right. And in this episode, we've got Quincy and Monica. Quincy, I'll probably interchange Q because that's what they call them in the movies. Yeah. Too. I'm just going to apologize in advance, guys. I love this movie. I'm geeking out right now. I'm thrilled. This is what we're using. <laughs> I had not seen this movie in forever. I and- had this movie on VHS. VHS and wore it out. I rented it on VHS, but I did not own it it. on VHS. I think we just owned all the Fast and the Furious movies. So you had the important ones. We had the important (laughs) things. Okay. Yes. But Q, Quincy, interchangeable. All right. So the openings, actually, before we, y'all, before we get to the opening scene, Let's just say that some parts of this movie have not aged well as it comes to gender roles and And stereotypes. stereotypes. So there are some parts of the movie that we know today are just like dumb and wrong, but they are in the movie. So we will get into those, but just keep that in mind throughout the episode that this movie has not aged well. And we'll probably further point that out on a couple of those (laughs) scenes coming up. 100%, not probably 100%. (laughs) 100%, right. So opening scene of the movie, there's a group of kids playing on a basketball court. And we see that the neighbors are moving in next door and Someone is approaching the basketball court, hat down, Nikes, blue jeans. I think it's, is it Lakers or Clippers shirt she's wearing at this point? I think um, she is in a Lakers shirt and Q is in a Clippers jersey. Oh, that rivals. I've seen okay. this a few yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they, they think it's just another kid in the neighborhood coming to play basketball and so they, they offer her to play. Then they see that she's a girl. And we're like, no, we're not going to let you play, but they do anyway. And she whoops their booties. She's pretty good. And that's the first time that Monica and Q meet and they see each other and he can tell that she's a different, she's different. She's different than other girls that he's seen at the ripe age of 11. <laughs> and I love this part of the movie because I remember my 11 year old crushes. There was a, there was definitely a boy that I chased around the playground from second grade to like fifth grade. But did you write hottie on all of his pictures in the yearbook and cut his face out like a psychopath? 
I'm pretty sure I hearted around his face. Oh, that's a part. Okay. That works that's too. A, right? Slightly less. That's like the appropriate amount of crazy. It's like a little hearts. <laughs> Our way of showing affection at that point in life was chasing each other around the, the playground. Right. That's how we showed affection. It wasn't, you know, kissing, hand-holding, none mm-hmm. of that. None of that at 11. You're just trying to play tag. I had a next door neighbor who... I'm not going to lie to you. I have tried to find him all over the internet and I can't find him. So pretty bummed about that. But he literally lived next door and every day we would come home from school and go in the backyard and climb trees and play in the swing set. And there was this like ditch up the road in our neighborhood that we had built a fort and hung a tarp and just nothing but good, innocent memories And now I'm convinced that he's my soulmate and I have to find him online. So this is really healthy for me. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Sure, you cut his face out too. I didn't because he did not go to my school. Otherwise, you would have. 100% would have. (laughs) Okay, let's be clear. I think my other big crushes or first loves at this time were Brian Luttrell (laughs) from Backstreet Boys. (laughs) So teensy, but I love him. Yes, I know. And this is before my Orlando Bloom phase that hit hard in in sixth grade with Lord of the Rings like I'm a diehard ramen noodle hair Justin Timberlake (laughs) did you have the like the I had the marionette oh Oh, yeah my whole I had the Justin Timberlake marionette my like literally again I want to repeat I feel like I should have been in therapy much earlier than the age of like 27 (laughs) Because I feel like a lot of this could have been addressed like at the root. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had every, if Justin Timberlake's face was on it, it was on my wall. But no, I don't think that's a therapy thing. That was art. That was, that's just a part of being a young girl and having yeah, a but crush. See, that is how I handled everything in life. That wasn't just Justin Timberlake. Oh. This is a okay. pattern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you should see my room now. It's just pictures of your face. Oh, I'm <laughs> It's true love. I tell you good night every night. <laughs> to be clear, it's not. <laughs> Beach scene from Ikea. Very calm. All right. So they they start hanging out and they're still 11 at this point. The movie is broken up into quarters because it's love and basketball. basketball. We're in the first quarter and they're off to school and they're walking next to each other. And he's like, she has now put on her little... Dress, dress she has her hair done and he's like hmm you should be my girlfriend and so they you know she's like what does that mean and he's like well you know we we do these small things together and when you're mad at me I'll bring you flowers she's like well I don't like flowers I like Twinkies well I can bring you Twinkies right and I'm all after my own heart right I know <laughs> I know I'm like yes Twinkies and so he's like we we should go kiss now and she's like well what does that entail let's just hold our lips together for five seconds and uh let's do it and so they go behind the bushes and they put their mouths together for five seconds they count to five and then after that uh they have a little bit of a disagreement uh because she's not willing to just basically become one with him she wants to be her own independent girl self and then they ended up like in a fist fight, which Liz, you're very familiar with. Yes. It's um, my specialty. I believe so it was over riding on his bike instead of riding her own bike. Yeah. He like said, she my my dad drives my mom. So you need to get on my bike. And she was like, no, thank you. My legs work just fine. 
I, I have to say seeing kids kiss in movies is so weird to me because I didn't have my first kiss until I was 15 with my first boyfriend, real boyfriend, who was definitely my first love. So seeing kids kiss, I'm like, what, what is going on there? Did you kiss young? I think in like truth or dare situations. And then my first, what I guess what I would say real kiss would be now after years of therapy, what I found out was also my first sexual trauma. So, you know, milestones. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) I've had some lovely ones since then though, but I'm going to just choose to believe that my first kiss was in truth or dare with my best friend whose name starts with a T, but shall shall not be named. (laughs) And we had the McDonald's like kids, the plastic, like you can pretend you're cooking McDonald's in the background. It was very romantic. Mine was definitely come home from the first date with my first love. And we're standing outside the house and we can tell that each other wants to to do that. He's senior in high school. I'm a freshman. (gasps) You lose Athlete. (laughs) And I'm like cheerleader and band geek and all the things. And you're Taylor Swift. (laughs) I go to kiss. We go to kiss. We go to kiss. (laughs) And it wasn't like what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Princess Diaries, I had been obsessed with like the foot pop and kiss. Mm -hmm. That was Mm -hmm. not the situation. Mm -hmm. And when we parted, I could tell it was his first kiss too. Because he hadn't really been into dating girls or anything. Was it a slobbery situation? Oh no, I'll get it. I've had a a bad kiss before. (laughs) We'll get there, don't worry. Like, yeah, we'll get there. But no, this was just like, I think we were both like, uh... And so we pulled apart and first open communication with my first boyfriend was, was that okay for you? And he's like, I did you do it with your hand on your hip with that facial expression? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's like, well, we can keep, you know, typical, like cheesy high school. Like, well, we can keep practicing, um, <laughs> but it was not, it was, it was not what I expected. I, I don't know what it was I going expected. so well until the actual kiss. Yeah, yes. it was just like a walking me home, and it's the end of the first date. Yes, yes, womp 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 womp, womp. <laughs> and then I go inside and I immediately contemplate the entire evening because of the kiss. Naturally, <laughs> naturally. Uh, so Come yeah, f- first kisses at eleven or like kids' ages in movies kind of are. I don't know. I don't know why I, and it's just like a kiss, but it feels weird to me to see kids. And their first kiss was the day after he pushed her down and sliced her face open over a basketball game. So questionable, did not age well. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So after that, we move into the second quarter of their relationship together. So they're now in high school. They're not together. He is star of the basketball team. She's pretty darn good on her team as well, but there are definitely uh, stereotypes that she calls out while playing in the game that, you know, she'll, she'll push someone or she'll get aggressive with someone on the court and she gets penalized and has to go sit out the rest of the game while scouts are there he bumps up against somebody and it's like a good aggressive player. So I was proud of the movie for doing that and calling out the differences in, in athletes and those, those stereotypes there. But you could tell he is the, the man's man, right? Like all these girls are wanting to be with him. They're passing her notes to try to get with him. One person in particular passes her note to hand off to her friend Q. Who was it? Gabrielle Union. Oh my God. 
So, teenager. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this movie was filmed in 2000. Let's keep in mind that in the early nineties, she played a high schooler on sister, sister, and then she played one on bring it on. Sister, and then she played one on, um, let me stuck my head all night. <laughs> You're welcome. She played one on, she's, was it, she's all that. I think it was anyway, I think Gabrielle it, union can play a high schooler tomorrow. It, they could cast her as a toddler and I wouldn't fight it. I wouldn't either. I would just be like, okay. All right. This is what's this is a decision we've made and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Oh my gosh. She's so beautiful. Bless up. She's, she's a blessing to us all. And she's a wonderful human. At so, least I think she is. I clearly don't know her. But Gabrielle, <laughs> if you want to be friends, hit me up. I think we'd have a great time. She seems like <laughs> a cool chick to hang out with. She'll be our first. I'm going to speak it into the universe. That's going to be our first podcast guest. We will not have a guest until Gabrielle Union. Oh Gabrielle Union. Can't even say her name. But what about the guests we have planned with certain topics? No, they're not allowed to come on until oh, okay. Gabrielle Union responds. Okay, great. So what I love about quarter two is it shows the part of your first love that's unrequited love. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been crushing on a guy? only to realize like it ain't happening. They're not into you like that. Literally everyone that I've ever had a crush on, except one who I wound up in a five-year relationship with and then that <laughs> didn't work out. But li- and that's the truth. Currently I, Henry Cavill. Oh. I DM'd him on Instagram waiting on that response. <laughs> I, I, can I can I join in on that message? Yeah, let him, let, let him know or package deal <laughs> package deal i would like to, to sweeten it. this deal meet die <laughs> i am open to this exchange <laughs> matt would be fine with it he understands um, i mean his his biceps but anyways continue we've really gotten off topic and it is yet again my fault sorry <laughs> so i think even with my first love that i've i've mentioned and we'll get into their breakup so maybe i'll save it a little bit but There was definitely something I thought was going on and what was actually happening. So I thought everything was great. Everything was good and didn't realize that my love was being unrequited and in a, while in a relationship Mm -hmm. and that's tough because I look back now and I mean, I was obsessed with him post breakup, post forever hung up on this guy forever compared all little other boyfriends leading up to mm-hmm. my husband to this guy you picked a good one though i think oh, i think I did you, you waited the appropriate amount of time that's he fair. brought us together so we have to thank him for that we do um, we'll give him that one but looking back i'm like no he wasn't leading you on this was you reading into things and you hoping that your love would be I, reciprocated I think, I think we've discussed before that maybe not on the podcast, but just when we've been hanging out that sometimes we create scenarios in our head and you're like, you think this is what I would do if this happened. And this is what I would do if this happened. But then you think about it so long, you're like, oh crap, this, I now think this is real. This is now the world I'm living in. Right. I, right. And I'm glad with hindsight now, mm-hmm. hindsight 30, 30, cause I'm 30. Hey. Um, <laughs> I can look back and be like, no, he didn't lead you yeah. on. You were the one always initiating texting post breakup. You were the one mm-hmm. always trying to like get him to respond to you. He was reciprocating to the text because he's a nice guy. <laughs> so I, I thought this part of the movie 
with the unrequited love was great. And so in, in quarter two as well, there's a big dance. There's two big things leading up to the end of this quarter. One of which is a game that Monica's playing in that recruiters Mm -hmm. are coming to the school to watch, to recruit them into their basketball team. And then there, the other is the prom night, which her sister mm-hmm. has set her up with a date. Her sister um, set her up with Boris Kojo. Her sister did her a solid. Can we talk about <laughs> how freaking gorgeous this man is? Do you watch like, Station uh, like, 19 Q-Hoo? now? Because he still looks the exact same on Station 19. Oh my Just God. as chef's kiss. Perfect. He's such a gorgeous <laughs> man. He's so tall. Oh, I know. Uh, Just... Okay, and we're not going to get sidetracked again, but Boris I, Kojo. I, I would for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the prom and they're both with dates that aren't each other, right? So she's on the kind of this awkward date where she doesn't really know how to act. And I think it's so interesting because in my first few dates that I went on as well, you don't really know what to do. You think you know what you're supposed to do it because the movies show it's this, or you've heard this, but I was so awkward and I'm so mm. grateful he put up with me. I mean, I even did a thing at, on my first date where I was so awkward, where I had just saw the movie monster in law. Do you remember this movie with Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Lopez, Jane Fonda. What's his face from uh, never been kissed. Michael yes. Vartan. Yes. So do you remember- I have a when, wealth of chick flick knowledge. Do you remember when she's, this is so embarrassing that I did this, by the way. I'm you sorry. Were, did you hear me saying, oh my God, I'm obsessed with you? I'm a grown man <laughs> in a public place. This can't you, be worse. Do you remember when she's on the beach and he comes over and he's trying to ask her out on a date? And she's like, how do I know you're different? And she closed her eyes and she goes, quick, what color are my eyes? <laughs> no, I don't. Please tell me you did that. I did this at the water burger. <laughs> We're sitting down. Well, at least you had water burger ketchup to drown your sorrows. <laughs> sitting down we got our chicken tender meals i'm dying i love this <laughs> so cute <laughs> i don't know what to do on a date i see what's in movies <laughs> movies they go what color are my eyes <laughs> i'm asking him what what's your favorite book dude hadn't read a book since fourth grade he said that where the red ferns grow (laughs) my favorite book is sea spot run next question (laughs) next question (laughs) and and so we're doing all these things to get to know each other (laughs) that's what I'm like quick what color are my eyes (laughs) but can I just tell you that now I feel shame because I don't know if I know what color your eyes are what color are your eyes really get in there (laughs) (laughs) my eyes are blue Oh, and they're the most beautiful color. You don't, you don't remember what color they are. So how are they that beautiful? <laughs> because they are what I say they are. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So I think the movie does a good job of her showing her being just kind of uncomfortable on this date. Yeah. Uh, when, not really know what to do, do with herself. I, I love the emphasis they put on like every other scene you've seen her in. She's either been in a basketball uniform or like jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie. Like that's what she's comfortable in. That's kind of her aesthetic. And I'm here for it. That was my high school aesthetic. 
And in this, she's in like a white bandage dress, skin tight, heels, pearls, her hair done, her makeup done, looking fine. But you can tell she's just so uncomfortable with every aspect of everything that's happening. Yeah. And I hate that for her because Mm -hmm. if you're not, and like, why does she need to be dressed up like that? Because that is what her mom and her sister wanted, because that's what you need to do to get a man. And because that's what every 90s and 2000s movie shows us. Take off the glasses, put on the tight dress, straighten the hair. Boom. (laughs) And you'll get a man. If I take my glasses off, will Freddie Prince Jr. show up in this basement? Oh, he he absolutely will. He 100%. 100% will. No, I'm not going to. Him and Sarah Michelle are too perfect together. I know. I'm going to keep my glasses on for her because girls looking out for girls. So they're, so they're dancing away at prom and you can tell they're feeling each other. Like they're not with their own people. They're not with each mm-hmm. other. So they're with different people and they're, they're dancing and they're kind of eyeballing each other with their respective partners. Like, what are you doing over there now? Mm-hmm. I, in, in any love, I have never dated someone or been on a date with someone to make someone else jealous. I've never done that. Have you? No. It's not a thing. Except sometimes if my dog is not giving me the attention that I want, I go to my other dog and give him a little extra attention to oh, get the first one. Dogs are going. different. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't count then. No, absolutely not. Over. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Um, Good. I can feel less guilty about that now. No. Yeah. So they're, they're definitely doing that. Now I know a couple of friends of mine did that in high school and maybe college, but I just, don't see the point. You're just going to end up being miserable. Nobody wins in that situation when you're trying to use someone to make someone else jealous. Like it's shitty to yourself for not being true to your feelings. It's shitty to the person that you're using. (laughs) It's shittier to the person you're using. Absolutely. Um, So, and and for the most part, he seemed like an okay guy, her awkward date, until she mentioned having to knee him on the balls a lot when he took her parking. Yeah, didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. Because didn't like you that. shouldn't have to do that multiple times. It should be, you shouldn't have to do that at all, but you shouldn't no. especially have to do it multiple times. So no, if you, if you don't want the Sprite, you shouldn't have to knee someone in the balls to let them know you don't want the Sprite. Right. And so after after prom they both end up at their house their respective houses she has been waiting on acceptance into college you know she was bummed she didn't perform well at the game like she thought she was going to so she gets home and she sees a letter from usc in her house and then she looks across the yard because their bedroom windows so perfectly see into each other's how else would this work out no other way and so he 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 jumps out of his window and comes over to her and and she opens the letter and she's like I can't read it you read it for me and he reads it she gets into USC and this is where he tells her I've actually made my decision too because he had a few colleges that were Mm -hmm. coming after him and he had to make a decision and he also got into USC and before I go there how do you feel about high schoolers deciding to go to college together and keeping their relationship. They show that in this movie. How do you feel about that? So I've only had one, what I'll deem a a real relationship 
my entire life. And so it was like my dream that I would meet someone in high school and they would take me to the prom and then we would go to college together. In reality, none of that happened. And I still have a wonderful life. But at the time that felt like this horrible thing. So at the time that felt like a dream, but hindsight, I am from the South and there were a lot of high school sweethearts that got married and popped out a couple kids in the early twenties and went to college. Some of them still together, most of them divorced. So 50-50. Yeah. I mean, I had people that I graduated with who broke up with their significant or broke up with their boyfriend. I'm not going to call them significant others because it's like high school, but they broke Hmm. up with their boyfriend or girlfriend because they were going to college. And I think that that's Hmm. pretty healthy, but at the same time, like my husband and I met during my last year of high school. And we, but we didn't go to the same college. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's what worked for us. We were still able to maintain some independence. And still have your experiences for yourself. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's what worked well. So, but in this movie, they are going to college together. Now, before they go to college together, they do show them having sex. I think it's Monica's, I think it would be her first time. It's her first time. Yep. It doesn't explicitly say, but you can assume it's her first time. Also, just, I know this is not the topic of this episode, but that is not how the first time feels or looks. Just going (laughs) to throw that out there. (laughs) We'll get into, well, later episodes, we're going to discuss that, but I'm going to point that out right now. Right now. I did love how they, uh, they were sex positive showing Mm -hmm. the use of condoms Mm -hmm. in the scene. I thought that that was great. The Uh, soundtrack phenomenal (laughs) good good sex tunes for sure um yeah so they they lose their or he doesn't lose his virginity i'm pretty sure he yeah i think it's that's a safe assumption yeah but she does to him so there's Mm -hmm. there's definitely a connection there um and so we go forward and now they're in quarter three of their life together and they are in college She's having a little bit of a tough time with her transition on. So at the beginning of quarter three, she's on a little bit of her tough time on her team and he's Mm -hmm. killing it. And by Mm -hmm. the end of quarter three, they kind of flip flop spots where he's now struggling because he gets injured and she is, she's killing it. Like a girl on her team got injured and she has a chance to step up to the plate and be the star Mm -hmm. point guard and she's killing it. So they're, they're kind of, he's got some emotional stuff going on with his family too. And they're just not vibing. And he mm-hmm. does something pretty shitty that I'm not pretty. Of. I mean, I think it's very shitty. Yeah. Are you, oh, are you referring to when he took that hoe to Burger King? Yeah. But we shouldn't call her a hoe. Well, I'm sorry. I was quoting the movie. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what he's, when Monica calls him out on it, he says, I took the hoe to Burger King. I am not calling her a hoe. She should, no hate, no shame, live her life, do what she wants with who she wants. Mm -hmm. But he should, if he's in a relationship and feeling some kind of way, end it before he does whatever he wants with whoever he wants. Unless that other person is like, do it, have fun. Yeah. Which in this case, they were not. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he, he takes, he's pissed at her because she couldn't be there for him. So he takes it out by taking someone else, not her out. And you can tell by the way he's huggling, huggling, hugging this other girl. 
be yeah. intentional about your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's hugging this other girl, it's not like a friend hug. It is a, I'm pushing my body parts on your body parts. It's hug. let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. So another thing that's contributing to them growing apart and him wanting to find the need for someone else is she's putting in time for herself. Yes. So you see her, she was struggling on the basketball team. So now she's putting in extra hours and working, making herself a priority, which is important, but I think so important because they're this young, sometimes that maturity isn't there in a first love to recognize that you can work on yourself and still work on each other. And I think for some people, love is kind of a one-way street or their expectation for love. So I think he thinks that it's cute that she plays basketball, but basketball is his dream and he's Mm going to go to the NBA and he's going to make the money. But basketball is also her dream and she's refusing to give up on that. And I love that. Go Monica. Go Monica. So they end up breaking up at the end of this quarter and they do it in a way that you would normally break up with someone, um, which is in person and you're mm-hmm. talking it out and you're having a conversation. Granted, they were kind of like hostile towards each other, not in an aggressive way, but just like words. And they, they end up breaking up in person over a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. My first love broke up with me over MSN messenger. Ooh, MSN, not even AOL. (laughs) (laughs) We were not an AOL community in my hometown. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) We were an MSN messenger. Wait, what was your screen name? I think it was die underscore leopard at at a certain. Sassy. That was my first email. I won't give out the whole email. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it exists anymore today, but yeah. But just to be safe, you may get some weird stuff in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine was Spiffy Chick until my father found out it was Spiffy Chick. And then he said that that was going to tell people that I was a girl and that people would prey on me and bad things would happen. So he made me change it. I don't even know if my mom and dad knew I was on MSM Messenger. Oh, mine did. I lived on there because it was way easier for me to form relationships and bonds via text where I don't actually have to see you and yeah. I can just believe anything you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason probably I don't right. have the healthiest relationships right. now. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I was all excited because I had just gotten my first cell phone in high school. What kind of cell phone? I was just like a little, um, LG flip phone. Just- my first phone was an LG flip phone. Yeah. Uh, oh, twins. So, so I had a little LG flip phone. I downloaded my first ringtone. We had like a max of 20 texts a month. We didn't even have that. And so I was all excited because previously he had been calling me on my home phone, which is a little intimidating being a state trooper's daughter. So Teensy bit. I called him off my new cell phone. So excited. And he just sounded like kind of, okay. And And then I could tell again that like, I kept pushing. I was so in love with this guy. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, eh, it's not really working out because you don't have a cell phone. We don't really see each other. It's high school. Who cares? So I'm on MSN one night at my friend, at my best friend at the time, next door neighbor's house on it, on her home computer on MSN signed in. And I get a message. I'm like, Hey, do you want to go out to the movies this weekend? Like we can, you know, get some popcorn and Actually, I just don't think we should do anything anymore. Oh, 
15 year old me heartbroken yeah oh my gosh just sobbing like uncontrollably hung up on him didn't know (laughs) what to do that's how my first love broke up with me so I'm gonna this is this is gonna be obviously my love life is very different than most people's my first love I'm gonna say was my first band and of course I thought we're going to become rock stars. Like we're going to be just like shine down and all these bands that we go see all the time and blah, blah, blah. And they fired me as a lead singer via MySpace message. And I think that is the most distraught I have ever been to the point where like my dad, who's, we're not like a big huggy. I love you. Let's talk about our feelings. Family like came in and had to cradle me. Like I was an infant. So I'm going to say my first major breakup was getting fired as a lead singer. Happy to announce that band didn't make it anywhere. <laughs> shouldn't have done it and mine wasn't even that nice mine was just we're not getting anywhere with you so we're gonna replace you bye okay bye oh, I do do man. people even, do you think high schoolers even break up with each other in person these days or do you think they just send like a tiktok video being like okay bye and that's it is ghosting still a thing have we gotten too old for ghosting I don't know I mean I've been ghosted like friends wise and it Oh, I don't like that. I know. No. I don't like it. Bam. I'm not sure. But if we can just avoid ghosting as a thing, period, and just That's not have the guts to say, sorry, I'm I'm really not interested in this friendship or this right. relationship anymore. <laughs> I want to make and I want to admit something here to you. I am not good at doing that. So rather than ghost people, because I would feel extreme guilt over it, I have a friend when I worked in Philadelphia. I would explain the situation to her and she would break up with people for me. That's like Phoebe. That's like Phoebe and friends. Phoebe was the good breaker upper and she would break up. Uh, yeah. She, yeah. She, she broke up on behalf of someone. I think it's it was Chandler. What, that's what my sweet Elise did for me. Anytime I was like, I'm not feeling it. Make it stop. She was like, I got you. See, anytime I broke up with one of my first like few boyfriends, my mom would be like, she would be like, you have to do it in person, Diana. You cannot send them a text message. You cannot do it over the phone. And I, well, like, I mean, that builds uh, character. I know. Very but uncomfortable. Damn, but so uncomfortable. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, my Especially- mom took a really different approach. My mom was like, just tell me I have a migraine and don't go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she's from my, she's from my, I came from her heart, okay? <laughs> That checks out. I'm just, I'm being, yeah. we said we were going to be real on this podcast. So I'm being real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> how, how often did you actually remain friends with someone you broke up with? First love. Again, I tried to make, remain friends, even like bought him a DVD of a movie we had talked about together <laughs> and never um, gave it to him because I um, was that cool. I'm going to drop a bomb on you right now. I do get a sip of red, red wine before I put this out of the universe, but the first person that I thought I was in love with is currently in prison for murder. Oh. And um, one of the girls that I was very good friends with when I thought I was in love with this person is now engaged to him. And to her defense, because I really, truly thought I was in love with this person, like to the point where my parents took me out of school, put me in a different school, were like, this is bad news, which... I mean, that really paid off for them. Clearly it was bad news, but for that friend, like we, the friend who is now engaged to him for marriage, 
while he's in prison? She reached out to me and said, hey, I don't want you to hear this from anywhere else. I know it's been a long time, but I know this was a really intense thing for you when we were in middle school. So I want you to hear it from me. And strangely enough, I really appreciated that. And was like, uh, if he ever gets out of prison and you guys actually have this wedding and I'm not invited, I will crash it. There's so are that you still friends fact. with the, going back to my question, are you still friends? Oh with yeah, I guy? really <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, sometimes he emails me from Cordlinks, which is the prison email system. All right. And you know what? Gosh darn it, I reply. Not proud of it. It's not healthy, but I reply. If it's not healthy, I think that's debatable as to the context of why if someone's in prison and they're serving their time and like I don't know the nature of the crime and we yeah. should not discuss that here no 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 it's um, not healthy for me yeah because my brain hops right back to where it was when I was in middle school oh yeah that shouldn't be a thing yeah no yeah it's for me this is nothing to do with him this is not healthy for me yeah what is it about someone is it the nostalgia is it the the way they made you feel like, what is it? Cause I mean, I'm with you. You, you, yeah. you're going back to that. I went back to this guy and I can't figure out exactly what it was. I mean, he was good looking, but more yeah, than well, that. So is mine, girl. So maybe, is mine. Maybe it was the feeling because I mean, I was the awkward kid in junior high. I was not the fit in person. And so when I get to high school and I'm getting into my own like coming into my own, figuring out my style, figuring out what makes me happy and have mm-hmm. a guy like, like that and have the first guy truly like that. Because I had up until that point, never had a guy really super like me back. Right. And so maybe it's that, maybe that's why I got hooked on. I mean, I can tell you for me, that was the the first person I was not a cheerleader. I was not skinny. I didn't have the beautiful teeth that I have now. Thanks mom and dad for putting money into that. He, so he was the first person that thought that I was enough as is mm. not <gasps> enough. If I put on makeup or enough, if uh. I did this, he was also my first kiss, which I've already explained to you that situation. I think that for me is he was the first person that just looked at me again, not a healthy as much as a relationship as it can be in middle school, but, and said, you're enough. And I'm realizing as we're talking about this, that this may be why I'm obsessed with basketball because he was a basketball player and I was a basketball player and he would come to my games and watch me. And when I would see him in the stands and I would like get a three up, I would look over there to see his reaction. So I, I think that's maybe why I have an attachment to love and basketball. We just uncovered that here. Well, not only that, not only the basketball part, what you just said, and this is what Q and Monica do. Sure. It took a dress for him to be like, Oh, but he loves her in her Nike sweats and her Mm -hmm. hard playing basketball gear Uh, her sweat, like he, he loves her for her. He accepts her for her. Whereas her mom is constantly trying to change her to fit into a gender normal role as a woman. She thinks is appropriate. She thinks is appropriate. And, and we see that. So yeah, quarter three, they end up breaking up and they move on to quarter four, the last quarter of the movie, mm-hmm. and she is killing it internationally on the International Women's Basketball Association team in Barcelona. 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 And she's killing it. And he is playing for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and he actually tears his uh, meniscus or ACL. Here it's his knee again. I should yeah. remember exactly what it is, but I don't. 
Yeah, it's one of those that is troubling, especially at that time. We've come mm-hmm. quite a bit further with surgery recovery, but mm-hmm. not great Absolutely. to be out for a, a big part of the season and as a professional basketball player. So she comes back to visit him. It She hasn't really been dating anybody since him. It's not been her thing. She, she kind of nudges it off like, oh, the Barcelona men aren't my type. Um, She's dating her first love. Basketball. Correct. She's dating her first. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And he, on the other hand, is involved with someone else. And guess who it is? <laughs> Tyra Banks. The queen. The queen. Oh my God. I love her too. Uh, <laughs> I could talk about that. episode is just us fangirling over the people in the movie. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so she, she goes to visit, uh, Monica goes to visit Q in the hospital and she does not realize he's engaged and, uh, she finds that out and she tries to be happy for him. I can't remember Tyra's name in the movie, but so I'm just going to call her Tyra. Sold him on board. But she seems just fine. She seems like a sweet girl. She's not like, not like how Gabrielle Union's character was like super mm-hmm. kind of bitchy, honestly. Cute. Take me to the spring dance. I promise I'll leave you satisfied. I believe yes. that was the note that Gabrielle yes. Union wrote. Yes. So she mm-hmm. wasn't like that. Tyro just seemed like a sincere, sweet woman that he was engaged to. And, and even she's gorgeous. Oh my God. She's so doesn't pretty. hurt. <laughs> Um, and when, and when he introduces Monica to Tyra, again, calling her Tyra, he's like, this is my friend, Monica. And she immediately recognizes, oh, that's Monica. So you can tell he's told Tyra about Monica and him Mm -hmm. now to the extent the movie doesn't really show. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. show whether or not Q told Tyra his whole previous relationship with Monica and that they were first loves and that, you know, you know, she lost his virginity to her and that they went Mm -hmm. beyond like doesn't really show that, but she knows Mm -hmm. that there's a connection and she doesn't feel intimidated by it or she just seems cool. She's like, oh my gosh, Monica, nice to meet you because I've heard so much about you in the sincerest way. And I love that. I love that they didn't make her bitchy. I'm I'm happy with that in the movie. And I love that because it is possible for men and women, granted they're not in this case, but it is possible for men and women to be friends with literally no ulterior motives. And I like seeing that because that is often not what people believe. Yes. And from our own experience of how we met, we know that is. Boom. I was a groomsman for my sweet lady dies husband because I'm a bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a groomsman again this December. Always a groomsman, never a bride. (laughs) New (laughs) t-shirt. good it's really good it's really good so monica goes to talk to her mom and her and her mom have not had a good relationship throughout the movie it's just a troubled relationship it's it's just not tight and she's upset because q is engaged and her mom's Mm -hmm. like what do you want to do about it she's like buy him a wedding gift like what do you want me to tell you and monica gets upset because she she's like it's always like this you don't tell me she's like what do you want me to say to you like go go run off and go have an affair with him i'm not going to tell you that i don't know what you what what you expect from me so monica has to really think about like what she wants she had considered leaving basketball but i don't think that she was wanting to leave basketball she was wanting to leave the feeling of isolation in Spain. Mm-hmm. 
that she felt not being in her home country with people she knew. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what she was running away from. She wasn't running away from the game. Yeah. I think for two seconds, she works her dad, her dad's bank. Yeah. Who her dad is like a non-character in this movie. Can we just say no. how zero developed? I do think he had one very critical moment where the very beginning, when they're moving into the house and getting ready to start, they moved there because of his job. Cause he's a bank manager. And he comes in while they're unpacking the girl's room and looks at the mom and says, which one do you think for tomorrow? And holds up two shirts. And she says, definitely that one. And he looks at her and says, iron them both just in case. Oh, said, okay. And I was like, oh, hate it. Is your arm broken? No, iron them yourself. I I don't mind that. I don't mind a spouse helping a spouse out. It doesn't have to ask, 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 ask. Let me tell you, if you tell me to do something for you, if you tell me to iron two shirts, you want to know what's going to happen. They're going to go in the dryer for 20 minutes on (laughs) de-wrinkle. That's as much as I'm giving you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Monica is now working in her dad's bank for two seconds and she sees Q and Tyra at the house, kind of packing up his room again. Mm -hmm. For some reason now, I I didn't understand this part of the movie, but LJ, I didn't get why... (laughs) He was kind of back at the house. Is he just like cleaning out his own old room? Is he visiting his mom? Like what's happening? Why is he at this house? Does mom not move out with her? So I think that they may have been selling it, but that also may be one of those scenarios that I just created in my head to justify (laughs) what was happening that didn't make sense. So So I think this is one of those movie magic moments where he was back at the old house because he needed to be across the, the uh, driveway from Monica. Yeah. She ends up seeing him outside later and she tells him like, Hey, I have, I still have feelings for you. He's like, we haven't even talked for like the past five years. Like what's going on here? She tells him not to marry Tyra and he's pissed rightly so that she's Mm -hmm. telling him this two weeks before his wedding which I think is unreasonable. Like I she should have shown up at the wedding wearing a gown shaped like a pastry, sat in the back quietly, given her gift. Wait, why a gown I'm shaped t- like I'm a quoting pastry? Taylor Swift at you. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. It's such a habit. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, LJ speaks two languages. I speak Taylor Swift and- Taylor Swift and English. Halfway decent English. <laughs> <laughs> She's more fluent in Taylor Swift. So she then tells him like, I know you still love me and we're going to play for it. And so they decide to go play on the basketball court for his heart. If you will. I'll play you for it. For what? Your heart. (laughs) Okay. Again, the the soundtrack choices though. Let me just tell you. But really? Okay. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. This was my dream. The I'll play you for it. for what your heart and she gets a couple points he gets a couple points and then he wins and she's like oh no my heart is broken my life is over and then omar Epps slash q spins around and goes double or nothing so this uh-uh, uh-uh <laughs> no 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 that is 90s romantic writing it's such bullshit <laughs> <laughs> no 
I'm not going to call off my, I would not have someone call off their wedding or like expect them to drop their wedding with me. If they couldn't just admit that they're still in love with me, I don't need to play a game. Let's just communicate and see if we're the right people. And poor Tyra, like that's such shit. Not I saying think she's going to be okay. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Tyra. <laughs> I think she'll be okay. It's but a shitty situation. I, it's but... a shitty situation. I'm not a fan of this. No, I'm not. It's, I'm not a fan. It's rough. Can I tell you what I am a fan of? What? The fact that the fourth quarter closes with our sweet, sweet Monica spending time with her first love basketball as an L.A. spark while Quincy Q, the man, the myth, the legend sits on the sideline at her L.A. Sparks game holding their baby because the lady came out on top. Yeah. Also, her ponytail in her L.A. Sparks get up again, want to whip it around like Romeo and Michelle style. It's good. Out of 10. Let's uh, let's get to rating it here because I don't know if you're going to be happy with my rating. (laughs) I'm probably not. And I think you're going to not be happy with mine either. (laughs) All right. Should I kick us off or do you go go first Uh, so that I can close it ridiculously? Okay. So we've examined this movie with true love or, or not true love. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. First love. We've examined this movie with first love. If it was true love, there would be a dog as the leading man. That was a bad joke. Continue. (laughs) I just picture like a golden retriever. (laughs) What I'm seeing for a true love. In Armani. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look, I think it shows first loves and I like how it breaks it up over a lifetime. My first love was not over a lifetime. It was definitely like high school, Uh Um, but I do love how they show the cuteness of like little kids and them what love is to little kids mm-hmm. and how you can be disconnected throughout your love journey. It doesn't mean that you're not in love with someone still, but you're just at different parts of your journey. And absolutely, it's not, it's not the time to be together. What I don't like about this movie <laughs> and the way that it shows first love is the number of people that end up with 11 year olds that they've met as kids, like has got to be so substantially low. Yeah. And I'm not saying it can't happen. So for those of you that have met your love at 11 (laughs) years old, don't come at me, but like, come on now, you have so much growing to do. You don't even know who you are at 11 to to think that you can end up with that 11 year old love is pretty Mm. unbelievable. I also, I don't like that when first love's depicted in a movie, we have to make that be their end all be all love. Mm -hmm. And that there has to be some big barrier keeping them from being together. I don't like that because I feel like hopefully most of our love situations aren't as complicated as needing to tell someone that they still love them two weeks before they're married. To Um, play them for it in a game of one-on-one. To play for their love. That's the the part that I can't stand about this freaking movie is them deciding to play for each other's heart, a game of basketball. I mean, I get it's in the title and I don't know what I expected, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to give this. You don't have to be nice about it. Okay. I'm not. A five out of (laughs) 10. How dare you think I would be nice? Oh, don't you worry. Five out of 10 chicks not here for it. Which is that whole, that whole exchange just reminded me a friend of mine does not drink. And she was like, but you don't have to feel weird about drinking around me. And I was like, oh, don't worry. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry. Okay, um, what do you give it? I 
think that everything you just said is problematic, but kind of like a song takes you back to like, you hear a song and you can picture like where you were the first time you heard it and what was happening. And it takes you back to this whole other place. This movie transports me back to when I first saw it and gives me all the warm fuzzies, even as I watch it and say, that's really problematic. And that's like really stereotypical. And they're not really like, I'm giving it 10 because I love it. And she ended up with her first love, which was basketball. And he cracked a joke about who you're going to take to the, the prom, Spalding. And she was like, who's Spalding? And she had the basketball in her hand. And you know what? That's who she wound up with in the end as an LA spark. <laughs> 10 out of 10 chicks. Everyone should see this movie. <laughs> I can't. I can't with you on this right I can't. So if we average that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're not giving it a seven. I'm so sorry. Seven, seven, no. That's not happening. No. I stand uh, firm on my 10. I stand firm on my negative five. <laughs> I've taken an extra 10 points away. Anywho. All right. So not feeling how it how it depicts first love that well, but I do. Overall, Did you have any quotes? Um, Were there yeah. any things that gave you warm fuzzies? The warm fuzzy that I did love is as he asked her to be his girlfriend at the beginning when they're 11, she, you know, they're trying to figure out what, what it means to be a boyfriend and girlfriend. And he explains it like this. And he says, you know, when you get mad at me, I can buy you flowers. And then she says, I don't like flowers. How about Twinkies? And that is a girl after my own heart. Absolutely. Any sort of little packaged pastry I'm here for. And I would accept <laughs> as a, as a Listen, resolution to a fight. <laughs> as a previous team member of Iron Man Chattanooga's team, Little Debbie touches me deeply. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. So I have 3000, but I think I narrowed it down to two and they're both from Monica because that is really what this movie is about is Monica and her first love basketball. And she says, it's a trip, you know, when you're a kid, you see the life you want and it never crosses your mind that it's not going to turn out that way. And if my life turned out, like I thought that it was going to, I would somehow have turned into Shania Twain and probably would not be doing this podcast right now. Cause I would be really busy being Shania Twain. And the second one is her like kind of confronting Q and discussing her feelings. And she was like, I've been in love with you since I was 11 and that shit just won't go away. So she's kind of like, I really want want it to go away, but it, I can't get rid of it. And that is first love. 10 out of 10, love and basketball. Mm. All podcast hosts agree. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I think <laughs> I just disappointed you. so Cause it's not about, <laughs> it's not about whether you like the media it's about how accurate it portrays. The I know, but I couldn't stop myself on this. I think for two people who are that good at basketball, this could be a real story for me and you. Absolutely. Not. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no. I should have had dinner before I started having my cocktails. Thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Chick Shit with LJ and Die. We loved having you here. Don't forget to visit us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere that you can find us on the internet at Chick Shit Pod. Like, follow, subscribe. We love you. If you don't want the Sprite, don't want the Sprite. Okay, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Chick Shit. 
We hope this episode has pushed you just enough to lose a little faith in the media's veneer and gain some useful knowledge to help navigate the day-to-day nonsense that we women contend with. For resources and general mischief, follow on Instagram and Twitter at ChickShitPod or get in touch by email at ChickShitPod at gmail.com. To help others find the show, please like and subscribe. And if you know a woman who might appreciate two new friends and a good dose of laughter, please share this podcast. Until next time, keep it real.